Shalom, shalom, and welcome back to another exciting episode of our continuing learning in the Sefer Lakute Maharan. We're currently in the fourth Torah. Up until this point in Torah Dalad, we have been learning the idea of Yediyah Shlema, of a complete knowledge, meaning a recognition that everything that happens in the world, whether we feel that it's good or not, is all for the good and it's all from Hashem. We learned that one of the ways to help strengthen this knowledge and to wipe sins away from our slate is through vidui devarim, which is verbal confession to a Talmud Chacham, to a tzaddik, to a righteous person. In the last year, we learned how a tzaddik is connected to malchus, to kingship, which is connected to fire, which is connected to Torah, which is connected to the Torah scholar himself. We learned the halachic principle that if anything became non-kosher, through the vehicle of fire, so then in order to re-kosher it, to allow it to be re-acceptable for use, according to Jewish law, it must once again go through fire. Rebbe Nachman took that concept and said that anything that goes through fire, meaning challenges in this world, must once again go through some type of fire for their spiritual cleansing. Let's continue learning to find out more, starting with paragraph Zion. V'zeh perish, and this is the commentary on the Pasuk, Chamas Melech Malche Mavis, that the wrath of the king is the angel of death. That the wrath of God himself is because of this humiliated kingship, if you will, and that's through our sins. And the Pasuk continues, And the wise man can make up for it. This is talking about the Torah scholar, who's also the concept of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe was the greatest of all Torah scholars, and he will make up for those sins. Like it says in the, the Pasuk, That the Almighty forgives the sins of the leftovers. That's a Pasuk from Eicha. And then the Gemara on that says, The Gemara is telling us that Pasuk is not simply, if you happen to still be around, that your sins will be made up for, but rather a person who makes himself as if he's just like leftovers, meaning he doesn't have a big ego. He's not full of himself. There's a level of humility in a, in a person. And that's a type of person that Hashem will forgive. Nimtza. We find that when a person comes in front of a Torah scholar and expresses the divine combination of letters that were made up from those sins that he did, like we learned earlier, and this Torah scholar is the concept of Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses, namely that he makes himself small. Moshe was known to be the greatest Anav, the most humble of all men, and yet he was the greatest Torah scholar of all time. He was the greatest Jewish leader, period. How do we know that? Kemoshe Kasev, like it says in the Pasuk, Va'ish Moshe Anav Ma'od, that Moshe Rabbeinu was very humble. Nikra Ish Chacham, therefore, he is called a Chacham, he's called a wise man. Why is he called wise if he's humble? Kamoshikazov, like the Pasuk says in Eov, the Chachmum that wisdom comes from nothing. 
meaning nothingness. When a person is able to destroy his ego and be less of a haughty person, then he's able to reach higher levels in his learning, in his grasping of the Torah Hashem, of the greatest levels of Torah, the higher a person reaches, in, in theory, the smaller their ego will be. And this is the koach, the power that a scholar has in order to forgive, to make up for, as the Pasuk says, and a Torah scholar, a person of wisdom, will make up for, meaning will have the sins repealed from on high. And because of this, and because of this, that when Moshe Rabbeinu prayed regarding the sin of the golden calf, he was trying to speak to Hashem, to ask forgiveness on behalf of the Jewish people for the biggest sin, arguably of all time. What did he say? In Tisa Chatasam, if you will forgive them, then great. The Im Ayin. And if not, wipe me out of this book. Erase me from your Torah. And it's so hard, says Rabbi Nachman, to avoid the feeling of greatness. That when a person hears his praises, and all the more so that when a person hears praises from the, a great king, when a king is praising you, wow, you're so great, you're so excellent, look at your skill, look at your level, it's very hard to avoid feeling haughty, building the ego, feeling like, look at me, I'm so great, because look, I heard the king say it. With the king, it's definitely hard to avoid. To not come to this elevated level of ego. It's not a good sign. However, However, it's, it's necessary to nullify oneself completely, one's feelings and one's physicality, the corporeality, the entire self. In this world, Azai then Yachola Adam, then a person is able, Lishmay Shivcho, person is able then to hear his own praise. Veloyavoloshum godless, and he won't at all come to a level of elevated ego of look how great I am. I heard these people talking about how excellent I am at X, Y, or Z, so everyone should know and look how me look at me. I grew, my ego is now bigger. And when a person is able to nullify himself, he can reach this level of an ultimate Tamil Chacham of the Tzadik Hador. Kamo Moshe Rabbeinu, just like Moshe Rabbeinu did. Shira Kasabatora, who saw in the Torah himself, V'yadabir Hashem al-Moshe. Moshe saw that the Torah says, and God spoke to Moshe. V'yomer Hashem al-Moshe. And God spoke to Moshe. Talk about a praise. God spoke mouth to mouth with very few people in history. Moshe Rabbeinu's name is mentioned all over the Torah. Talk about praise, not only from a person, not only from a king, but from the king of all kings. You would think, if a person was on a lower level, that that would get to one's head, but not Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu was able to channel that energy in the best of ways. Every day the Jewish people are reading 
how Hashem is speaking to Moshe Rabbeinu, this incredible level of Moshe Rabbeinu. And he himself was talking about the great character traits that he had. And even still, even when Moshe Rabbeinu was relating to the rest of the world how great he was, he still didn't reach this level of heightened ego and a false sense of self. Like the Pazak says, Va'ish Moshe Anav Ma'od. Moshe Rabbeinu was very humble. It was precisely this humility that allowed him to have the power to pray to Hashem after that tragic sin of worshipping the golden calf. And it was certainly through this midah, this character trait of humility, that Moshe Rabbeinu was able to have the strength, not simply to pray, but to have that sin removed from the slate. Closing out the paragraph back with this pasuk that we've been exploring, and a wise man is able to atone for sin. And this was Moshe's argument to Hashem. And if not, meaning, If you, Hashem, don't forgive their sin, do not forgive the sin of the golden calf, that this would show me that I, Moshe Rabbeinu, do not have the necessary level of humility to be able to atone for the monstrous sin of the Jewish people, the, gold, the sin of the golden calf. And this is why I said, I requested, blot me out, wipe me out of your Torah. This is why Moshe Rabbeinu beseeched on behalf of Hashem, if I can't do this, just take me out of here. So that I won't fail in my tests of personal greatness. That I'm going to see and hear people all the time are saying my name. Moshe, 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 Moshe. Who's able to stand up to this? That who can hear this continuous praise and not be super prideful in a negative way? If not for a great level. If I am a humble person, then you must forgive their sins. Like the Pasuk says, Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, if I am a humble person and I'm able to do this, great, forgive their sins. If not, take me out of this. There are too many opportunities for me to trip in this midah of godless. Godless, which means greatness. Greatness can be a tremendous thing for a person to recognize their level. It can also be a destructive thing if a person allows their ego to be too falsely inflated. Moshe Rabbeinu is almost giving an ultimatum to God, saying... It's too much for a person who is not unbelievably humble to be able to hear praises of his name and literally hear his name, to hear Moshe all the time. And Hashem spoke to Moshe. Hashem spoke to Moshe. It's too much for a person to hear their name if they're not on a level to be able to meaningfully take that. If they are, then great. 
So Moshe Rabbeinu is challenging Hashem. If I'm great enough, forgive the Jewish people. If not, take me out of this book. The Pasuk in Devarim says that there was a king in Yeshurun. The Targum Yonasan says that king was none other than Moshe Rabbeinu. This is establishing that Moshe Rabbeinu was the Melech, connecting the idea of the Talmud Chacham back to the kingship. And the Rebbe is letting us know that this verse is alluding to the fact that the kingship had risen back to its proper source with Moshe Rabbeinu. Specifically because it will be the humble that will inherit the earth, as that Pasuk we just read from Tehillim says. The humble, meaning Moshe Rabbeinu, is the epitome of humility. That land is connected to the laws of that particular kingship. The kingship, the Melech, is the person who de- who decrees the laws that happen in that land. Kamosh like the Pasuk says, that the earth will rise up against him. This seems to be going back to an earlier piece of the Torah where the sins themselves will actually be those agents that are harming you. That's one aspect of the earth, that it's low, that it's negative, that it's down. The other aspect of earth that's a positive aspect is that it is low, at like an anav, like a humble person. So when you're connected to the ground in a malchusdika way, in a kingship type of way, having control over the ground, having control over my actions and over my space so then you're called the king and you're able to do tremendous things if god forbid it's the opposite then the opposite would also god forbid be true that concludes paragraph zion i look forward to continuing to dive deeper and deeper in the coming installments wishing everyone a beautiful day